Hello, and welcome to the Arts and Culture segment of The Gateway Presents. I'm your host, Jonah Dunch, the Arts and Culture Editor at The Gateway, and I'm joined in the studio by Kyle Manda, Etienne Filion-Sauvé, and Jake Gallant. So the four of us are here to talk about the Oscars, the one and only night of the year where you can have opinions about movies. (laughs) Before we get started, I'll just go around the room and ask everyone to introduce themselves. Jake, why don't we start with you? I'm Jake Allen. I'm an English major and volunteer for The Gateway. My name is Kyle Monda. I'm a fifth-year art and design student with a minor in English. My name is Etienne Fillon-Sauvé, and I'm a third-year art student majoring in film studies in Anfro, so I'm super psyched to talk about movies. Etienne is really our guy when it comes to the movies. Yeah, thanks. Um, I mean, to be clear, I've seen probably half of the movies that are getting awards, and um, I'm sort of formulating my opinion on stuff I've heard or seen on the internet and all that. But, like... Um, of the stuff I've seen, uh, let's say, like, for Best Picture, I'd probably go with the favorite for what I want to win, because that was probably my favorite movie of the year. It's just really up my alley, this crazy stuff happening, uh, character study, going deep into these um, free characters. What I think will win is probably Roma, because it's got all these things behind it that are in its favor. It's got this uh, well-known director, Alfonso Cuaron, it's got a um, cast of lots of non-actors, non-professional actors, um, diversity in it, and spades. Um, so yeah, I think it's got a good chance at it. The one thing that um, might is not in its favor is that it's Netflix, and Netflix, there's still kind of like bias against them, and the streaming platform is like, are they really like worth winning? I don't know. I think I think it deserves it. Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of animosity towards Roma in the the discourse from Academy voters so far, um, and that a lot of people are saying that they won't vote for Roma on principle because it is a Netflix film and didn't have a wide cinema release, and there's a lot of people that fear now that Netflix is getting more aggressive in acquiring films for its platform that that will take away from the theater-going experience. Um, which is a lot of people in Hollywood see kind of as like central to movies and are really upset that movies are getting released on Netflix before they ever go to cinemas. Yeah, and if we want to talk about other categories too, like um, Best Actor, the only one that I've seen is um, Bohemian Rhapsody with Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury. And I think he's probably the front runner because people talked a lot about him. He won the Golden Globe for drama. Christian Bale also won the Golden Globe, but for comedy, because they've got that weird split at the Golden Globes where you do comedies and musicals and then dramas. Um, But then you have stuff like The Martian, which is apparently comedy musical. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. Classic. Classic, funny. So funny that he's on Mars. But yeah, I I still think Rami Malek, I mean, I just also want to root for the Canadian dude. Um... But yeah, it was a really good performance, like pretty convincing and but yeah, I think it's pretty it's pretty even at this point for Christian Bale and Rami Malek. Okay, cool, cool. And how about best actress? Um it's also uh, that's like a freeway race, I'd say, between Glenn Close for the wife, Olivia Coleman for the favorite, and then Lady Gaga for Star is Born. The I feel like they've all got a strong chance of winning. 
Personally, Olivia Coleman the favorite. I don't really consider that a lead performance because her and her co-stars were really like even in their role. I think she has a chance, but I'm thinking it'll probably be Glenn Close for like a career um, honor for all her body of work because she's she might have been nominated before, but she's never won. One of the major snubs this year was If Beale Street Could Talk. I I, I was really disappointed when it wasn't nominated because it's such a beautiful movie. Um, when I saw Moonlight, I wasn't immediately like into it. it. Took me a while, but Beale Street just really resonated with me. The this beautiful look at love and um, relationships and how like society and politics can get in the way of someone of a couple's relationship because um, it's a story about how this the man the husband gets wrongly accused of a crime that he didn't commit and then how the family responds to that and it's really complex detailed and like really poetic like it's beautiful and it's sad so yeah i'm disappointed i didn't get nominated because it de- i think it deserves it more than some of the other films yeah and it, it, do you know is there any like or or can you speculate is there any kind of um behind the scenes politics to the oscars as to why it wasn't nominated why is why wasn't it non- nominated i mean like there's so much i think that like goes behind the scenes that goes on behind the scenes in in that like it's really political i don't think it's so much about art as it's about like who knows who and who's like giving the most money or favors so i think maybe there's something of that and also, it wasn't, I don't think it was that big of a commercial success. Like, it might not have had as wide a release as some of these other movies, like, say, Vice or Bohemian Rhapsody did, or Green Book. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw on Twitter the other day that, like, sound editing is going to be handed out in commercials. It is. So, <laughs> Same with cinematography. That's terrible. What, what's yeah. happening right now is that last year's Oscars ceremony was the lowest rated in Oscars history. So the Academy is freaking out a bit and really worrying about, like, that they're not relevant anymore because the Oscars is supposed to be, like, the premier award show and everybody's supposed to watch it. And after last year's kind of disaster, they're really panicking on what to do to get more people to tune in. So um, we first, they proposed the idea of having the popular movie Oscar, um, <laughs> which was why, like, nobody responded positively to this because it was seen as um, a way to give Black Panther an Oscar, basically, um, while not nominating them for the quote-unquote real awards. Mm. Um, so the that idea was quickly scrapped because everybody realized it didn't make any sense <laughs> to have a, a popular movie Oscar. What does that even mean? It was really condescending, Heather, or... This the idea of having a popular movie category and a best picture category because, like you were saying, it definitely does create that distinction between like high art and then low brow art. Yeah, and and now we're in the position where they've decided to remove a few of the categories from the live telecast, um, and they'll be presented during the commercial breaks in an effort to make the the ceremony shorter. But they've also promised that the acceptance speeches from those categories will be shown recorded later on in the ceremony. So I don't really understand how it's going to save any What's time. What's the point then? <laughs> it, it doesn't what? make sense why you wouldn't just show it live. <laughs> and it raises the greatest question, I think, which is what? who exactly is the Academy 
trying to target the show for because the Oscars is supposed to be like like Hollywood's night movie lovers they all watch have their opinions and they genuinely care about every category so if you're kind of toning it down to appeal more to a general audience then I think you risk alienating like the core demographic of Oscars viewers and which a lot of a lot of them have already been angry about the changes that have been coming to the ceremony. So, like, it doesn't really make sense to me that they wouldn't be more concerned about, like, maintaining their core demographic than trying to appeal to this general audience that, like, I'm not sure anything they can do to appeal to them more than they already have. I mean, the Oscars already has, like, every A-list celebrity in existence, musical performances, like... I don't know what more they can do to appeal to a general audience beyond what they're already doing. They might just have to accept that in the age of, like, we're in the decline of, like, network TV in now that there's so many alternatives that, like, live viewership numbers just might not be what they used to be. Hmm. That's a good point, yeah. Um, I'm just conscious of time, so... Is there anything else we should talk about in terms of the, the, the meta commentary? I mean, we can't not talk about the host issue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's Kevin Hart. Right? No. It's no. not Kevin Hart? No, when it, he was they're, actually, it was. they're not having a host anymore. They're just going to have... Wait, um, what? <laughs> yeah, the, the, people, the people presenting the awards are sort of going to be the hosts. <sighs> yeah, it's going to be a collection of individuals but it's a, it's a lot of really big names though, like Sarah Paulson and Angela Bassett and uh, James McAvery. I think his name is. Yeah, James McAvoy. That's oh, James McAvoy. Okay. Yeah. Are those A-list people though? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> James okay, McAvoy. Sa- is Sarah Paulson and An- Angela Bassett are A-list to me. They're A-list to my heart. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, that that was a whole mess that kind of bookended the end of the the popular Oscars controversy. As soon as that kind of died down, then the Kevin Hart controversy came up (laughs) so the academy really can't win this year um if you if you haven't heard what happened was the academy announced that kevin hart was going to be hosting the oscars and then a lot of old tweets that he's made with a lot of homophobic content resurfaced um homophobic jokes that he's made in his past comedy routines came out and also stuff from more recent movies like get hard in 2015 had a lot of which he starred in, had a lot of very homophobic subplots and stuff. Um, and then <laughs> it, he he issued like a weird not apology. Yeah, it definitely wasn't an apology. Yeah. It, it was like he said I like, had already apologized for this, which he hadn't. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I apologize for this years ago when I first made these statements. He never did. And then he said, I don't feel I need to apologize again. Yeah. Then <laughs> then he issued a more genuine apology at the same time that he resigned from hosting the Oscars. Um and then he went on Ellen <laughs> and, and and she forgave him on behalf of the like whole LGBT community. Oh Wait, yeah, God. which wow. is problematic to begin with. <laughs> but yeah, oh, exactly. what, yeah. what was extra frustrating to me about that interview was he almost went back on his genuine apology. He really, essentially in that interview, he said that he was the victim of trolls and um, critics that were out to get him and take him down, basically. So he really renounced accountability for his own actions, 
So mm. I would say that, like, still to this day, he has not really genuinely apologized, even though Ellen mm. has forgiven him for some reason. <laughs> I, I personally think they made the right choice not going ahead with having him host, though. Especially whereas they gave him the ultimatum saying, if you release a public apology, you can still host the Oscars. And he was like, nope, not, not happening. Was Kevin Hart really a good choice to host the Oscars to begin with? No. no, he's like... A, in my opinion, no. Not a fan he, of him. He's kind of the exact same in every movie he's ever been in. Yeah, he's, he is. Yeah, not really a diverse yeah, actor. Yeah, especially the, you know, the year after Me Too, they could have chosen a woman, like oh, a, a yeah. woman comedian, who could, like Ellen DeGeneres. But <laughs> 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 uh, someone actually good and like young. Is it? Jimmy Kimmel so, yeah. for the third time. God, let's yeah. just like breathe a a breath of fresh yeah. air into the ceremony. I'd propose like, Tiffany Haddish. I would have loved really Tiffany funny. Haddish would have been yeah, amazing. Nice. That would have been yeah. awesome. I think part of the problem is that nobody really wants to host the Oscars yeah. and that no matter what you do, everybody will criticize you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just because it, it's so scrutinized. So it's And it's for not, young people it'd be like career suicide potentially, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's so much potential for it to go wrong more so than the very slim possibility that you'll be universally liked from it, that it's, I don't think it's really worth it for most. Right, fair enough. Famous people that we might think would be good <sighs> yeah. to host it. James Franco, bring him back. <laughs> 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 All right, well, um, with that, I think we've, we've thoroughly discussed the nominations, the controversies, um, and why the Oscars needs to either fix itself or die. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, I think I'll, I'll end our panel right here. Um, so thank you, Jake. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, thank you Etienne. Um, and I've been your host, Jonah Dunch, at The Gateway Presents. Woo! Bye. Thank you. <laughs>